Blackstone Audio presents The Darwin Myth, The Life and Lies of Charles Darwin, by Benjamin Weicker, Ph.D. The dedication reads, To my beloved children, Jacob, Anna, Faith, Claire, Nathaniel, Beatrice, and Rachel. Introduction The Darwin Myth the year 2009 has been dubbed the Year of Darwin because it is the 200th anniversary of his birth and the 150th anniversary of the publication of his Origin of Species. It is high time we understood who Darwin really was and what he really did. Distinguishing the facts from fancies is no easy matter for two related reasons. First, Darwin himself is often positively misleading about his own life, and not just because he had trouble sorting out names and dates as an old man penning his autobiography. Second, biographers of Darwin have too often taken him at his word when they should have exercised a little more skepticism. Moreover, they have tended toward hagiography, making Darwin a kind of secular saint who single-handedly brought enlightenment to a world shrouded in the darkness of superstition and ignorance. In one sense, they can hardly be blamed. That's how Darwin wanted to see himself, so that's how, in his own humble and ingratiating way, he presented himself to the world." So it was that Darwin and Darwin's biographers have created a myth where there should be a man. I don't mean to say that Charles Darwin was a bad man. In fact, he was a very good man, and it is part of my task in this book, a pleasurable part, to offer a vivid portrait of one of the most likable, congenial, self-effacing, patient men of science, a model husband and father, kind and loving, generous and humorous, magnanimous and solicitous toward his neighbors of every social rank. I stress these qualities because there is another tendency in treating Charles Darwin, a demonizing rather than canonizing urge. This tendency arises in part from the ill effects of Darwinism, real or assumed. The influence of Darwinism upon Western civilization is immeasurably great. We entered the nineteenth century with Christian assumptions for the most part intact, that we were fallen but redeemable creatures made in the image of God. We exited in a godless cosmos as mere animals who had managed, through much luck and struggle, to climb from unimaginably low origins to a little above the apes. That news was shocking enough, and it resulted in a kind of reactionary zeal to attack the messenger as the very devil. But no one who met Darwin himself, who really got to know him, could think him a demon. He had too many of the natural, personal qualities of a saint, and, in fact, had he not been so entirely bent on creating a godless account of evolution, he might— just might have become one. God only knows, but certainly the theory of evolution would have been a lot better for it. I know that seems a rather odd thing to say. The problem with Charles Darwin is not evolution itself, but his strange insistence on creating an entirely godless account of evolution. That evolution must be godless to be scientific is the Darwin myth, so profoundly misleading that it must be called a great lie, one that is unfortunately at the heart of his life and legacy. I cannot ultimately explain why Darwin himself so strongly, so implacably insisted on evolution being entirely incompatible with belief in God, although I will offer several important clues and contributing factors. But no mere biographer can read the innermost depths of a soul, least of all that of a man long dead. Darwin's insistence that evolution be godless is the cause of much mischief and not a little mayhem. As we will see, some of Darwin's most trenchant critics of this strange insistence were also his best friends and allies. It is a myth that evolutionary theory must coincide with Darwinian theory. It is a myth based on Darwin's fame. 
but it has distorted our understanding of the scientific evidence and the debates about it. Darwin's triumph has been to set ideological atheism as the default position of science, as the prism through which scientists are supposed to see the world and conduct their work. It is just as distorting to science as ideological Marxism is to the study of economics. It offers an answer for everything. It is an answer to which facts are twisted to conform, but it might be the wrong answer. Casting Darwin as the apostle of light leading us from a path of superstition has had the unfortunate effect of ruling out of order, as sheer reactionary ignorance, any questioning of whether Darwin might be leading us down another, opposite path of superstition. What is certain is that Charles Darwin, despite his fine personal qualities, was dishonest in this regard, and Darwinism consequently makes for bad science, however illuminating it is in regard to many of the details of evolution. But the problem with Darwinism is not just science. As we will soon see, Darwin's intense desire to set forth...